The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Wednesday, March 15th. And from our fantastic core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, you got a couple things cooking here. We got your defensive player rankings, your rookie ladder that we will get to in just a bit. But let's start with these defensive player rankings because we have some spiciness here this week. The Milwaukee (laughs) Bucks, uh, two big wins as they had beat the Sacramento Kings on Monday, 133-124. And then they're coming off of a win against the Phoenix Suns, 116-104. Brooke Lopez last night with a big game, 21 points, 10 rebounds. you know, but he sits atop your defensive player rankings. He's number one. Jaron Jackson Jr. is number two. Evan Mobley at number three uh, and goes in accordance with the fact that these are some of the top defenses in the league. What have you seen, though, out of Brooke? Obviously, the numbers can speak for themselves in leading the league in total blocks and block percentage. But what have you seen out of him that has him number one in your rankings? Yeah, hi Sarah. Um, you know, it, it's it's really been a, a uh, rejuvenated Brook Lopez. I mean, you look at the fact he's what about thirty four years old, and he is doing all of all of this work, frankly, at both ends for the Bucks. Shot clock down to seven. They run a double at Giannis Lopez. Bang! Brook Lopez with the dagger. He's famous now for having added the whole three-point repertoire to his uh, offensive game. 
uh, you know, once he probably was in mid-career. I mean, he, in Brooklyn, he was a great low-post scorer. You know, then he had a year with the Lakers. He came to Milwaukee, and he has been a, a three-point threat, even a renewed one uh, compared to recent years. So that that we knew about him. But but defensively, he is the um, centerpiece of what the Bucks do. Wonderful rim protection that Lopez does. If you can get him to come out another step, right? And not that Kupo just over the top of Booker who had him boxed out, and Monty Williams with arms extended saying... What exactly is he supposed to do? Now he has help. Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably the best help defender in the NBA. And Drew Holiday is one of the best on-ball defenders. So when you get those sort of pieces together, I mean, it's no surprise that Milwaukee would be back um, in the top ranks, their top three uh, defensive team. Last year, Brooke missed almost the whole season, and Milwaukee dropped to 14th. That had been their calling card and that was one of the issues that they had when they hit the uh, the postseason. So he's back. He plays their drop coverage well. He's been more mobile. They've changed that up a little bit this year where he actually does go out and and switch on to some uh, ball handlers. Um, he's really just – he gives them a ton of confidence. And, you know, his nose for, for shot blocking – um, you know, it's it's beyond that because he contests way more shots than anyone else in the league. Um, he, you know, he plants that seed as the best shot blockers do in the minds of guys. You know, once they once they see him swat a teammate shot, they're less uh, likely to uh, to attack the paint quite the same. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a real uh, impressive season for. Lopez above and beyond what what you think of as his defense. He's never been a great rebounder. He's more of a traditional box out guy. Yeah, and, and teammates yeah. grab those. But um, you know, and but but again, that's sort of that's sort of the teammate Brooke Lopez. So yeah, he's he's you know you you've probably gotten to know him some. He's he's a a great guy to talk to. You know, really entertaining. Uh, seems to be having more fun. Than ever before in his his long career. Outside out of Lopez, crossing up, runs it in. Not too many seven footers to do that, right? Yeah, it's been tremendous to watch, and and you said it. I got to watch him for many seasons with the Brooklyn Nets, and the fascinating part, Nets fans still adore him, is what he's become on the defensive side. I think at the last you know couple seasons there with Brooklyn, started shooting three point shots, wasn't just a back to the back basket player as you mentioned, offensively. Um, but the transition that he's made here defensively is something that I don't think anyone really saw coming. And some of its system and fit, as you mentioned, with Milwaukee, but also just the way in which he has really immersed himself into what Coach Budenholzer wants to do. A quick question for you, because you mentioned that about not playing drop as much. I know in the offseason going into this season, Mike Budenholzer switched up some of the things schematically they were doing defensively. Milwaukee had characteristically been a team, protect the paint at all costs, don't let anyone get to the rim, and being willing you know, to be the team that was giving up the most three-point makes and takes uh, in the league for many, many seasons. You've got to do against this Bucks team. If you're going to get in there, you got to be a threat from the outside. Yes, you, you, you definitely want to be able to stretch the floor out as, as the bonus. Hits another three. Have you seen a dramatic shift in your eyes in how they're playing defensively? And if you think that may ultimately benefit them with the players that they have as they get into the postseason? 
Well, I think, uh, you know, as I see it, the uh, the primary shift has just been what they're willing to yield. I think that as as the, the league has gotten more proficient uh, in the number of, of shooters uh, who are competent from three-point range, I don't think the Bucks let teams hoist as many uncontested threes as they used to. I think that now they've accepted that, you know, they've got to get out there and challenge because you just got too many good shooters. And so it's the long twos. Now, of course, every coach in the NBA is trying to wring the long twos out of his offense. So, you know, that's changed things too. So I think that's the reason that Brooke ends up, uh, you know, having to, uh, to be more mobile challenge. He has said that he just, um, he basically goes on, you know, the, the encyclopedic knowledge from <laughs> however many years he's been doing this. Um, what it's about 15 now where just in his instincts in terms of, you know, okay, do I challenge this guy? Do I stay back? Am I am I wary of, you know, where he's going to lob the ball or whatever? So, I mean, a lot of it is just, you know, a, a veteran's uh, privilege to um, to be able to play the way he has. And I think that's, you know, it's one of the reasons I do this rookie ladder, too. And it's one of the reasons that um, you don't see a lot of rookies on the defensive ladder. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and vice versa. Yeah. Knowing your personnel and, and some of that just comes with time and with experience. Your next seven in in terms of these defensive players, Bam Adebayo, OG Ananobi, Alex Caruso, Nick Claxton, Jaden McDaniels, P.J. Tucker, uh, Derek White. So we got a couple guards, some wings and things on that. But the other two, Jaron Jackson Jr., Evan Mobley, Memphis, Cleveland, atop the, the league defensive rating. Uh, but you got an, a, another two mobile bigs that can defend on the inside, get on the outside. Um with Jaron Jackson Jr., Evan Mobley, we're talking about the experience of Brooke Lopez. These, you know, JJJ and, and Evan are not super young in the league. Right. Um, Mobley, but still younger players. Um, how have they been so effective on the defensive side, not only with their natural skill set and physical frames, but also uh, some of the other areas that you've seen them thrive? Well, um, you know, when it comes to Mobley, even in the first half of his rookie season, um, a lot of people thought that he was well beyond his years in the way he played. I mean, if you'd sprinkled some some uh, gray into his hair, you know, you might have mistaken him for an old veteran like Dan Brownfield <laughs> or something for a name from the past. But, um, you know, so he, he's got a feel for the game. He learned it well. I mean, his father being a player and, and his brother you know, it's just sort of a family pursuit. He he fits in great next to uh, Jared Allen. Um, you know, he to me is a little bit of a a combo of uh, of Lopez and um, Jaron Jackson Jr. The the, the the top three on on this month's uh, defensive ladder, where um, he protects the paint, but he gets out and he contests uh, three pointers as well. And um, he's just got you know great instincts. He can keep uh, ball handlers in front of him. Really nice. We you know we forget he's only at the end of his second year. Right. And as far as Jackson, I mean he's fun to watch. To me, he's he's a, he's a lot like Bam Adebayo in terms of being able to um, you know play uh, defense on multiple positions. Uh, he's very mobile. He can block corner threes and still get back and and patrol the paint. Um, you know my biggest hang up with him now for the second straight uh, month has been uh, he fouls too much. And when you foul a lot. You know, two bad things happen. You come off the court, and that deprives your team of your defense. Never mind your offense. And you also, you know, put the opponents. Uh, you send them to the line, and you put them in the bonus, and that costs your team points. And that's the antithesis of what a defensive player 
should be doing. He um, He's well below 30 minutes per game. It's not a matter of fouling out. It's the, you know, it's that crazy thing where coaches, for fear of a player fouling out, they sit him down. So the end result is the same, whether he fouled out when you don't want him to uh, be off the floor or you sit him down and you think you can manage when he's off <laughs> the floor. That's an excellent but point. But you're still going to lose time. And, um, you know, so uh, he's playing the... If he were to win the Defensive Player of the Year award, for instance, he would have the second fewest minutes on the floor of any defensive player winner in the in the awards wow. history. Only Michael Cooper, wow. you know, 36 years ago, coming off the Lakers Showtime bench, uh, averaged fewer minutes. And, and you know, he was a, a specialty player where he locked on to uh, the other team's best scorers, tormented them, but but did it in 27 minutes a game. And, and you know, Jackson is barely above that. And I, and I just think until he can play defense without fouling on a more consistent basis, you know, I have a hard time ranking him number one or voting him for a defensive player of the year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Also interesting uh, see how Memphis continues to try and, and fit some of the pieces together here down the stretch. You mentioned it, rookies. We are going to get to this week's rookie ladder of yours right after the break. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Steve Ashburner. And 
Ash, a little bit of a little bit of movement here in your rookie ladder. Uh, Paulo Bancaro has held on to that number one spot, nice and tight, still sitting up there. But for this week, Jalen Williams of Oklahoma City is in the number two spot. Walker Kessler. The number three spot, Benedict Matherin, drops a little bit, um, suffering from an injury. He's sitting at number four, and Jaden Ivey, number five from Detroit. Uh, I want to get into Jalen Williams because I actually just saw him last night as the, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Brooklyn Nets on Last game of our road trip. I am glad to be back, back finally getting back here in New York. But what a tremendously versatile player. Just watching him, his frame and his skill set, the explosiveness he brings to the table, um, the different areas on the floor that uh, Mark Dagnalt has the opportunity to use. It's been fun to watch. The Western Conference victories, the ball movement, pops back outside, Jalen Williams, open three, and he cans it. What has helped catapult him up to number two for you and the things that you've seen and his play throughout the course of this year in an Oklahoma City team that, man, they're cooking. They've won six of their last seven, three straight, uh, and they're playing really, really well, putting themselves in um, some type of playoff positioning in the Western Conference as we're heading down the stretch of the season here. Yeah, I mean, I'll qualify this um, with the statement that uh, Oklahoma City is, you know, they're, they're playing a little freer and easier than some of these teams that are you know, in the thick of a, a top seeding battle or something. But given that, Jalen Williams, his climb up the ladder to me is uh, symbolic of his improvement since the season began and, frankly, even his improvement from high school to college to the NBA. He is the top-scoring rookie this month, uh, 23 points a game. I think he's averaging a double-double uh, in March. And his you mentioned it, his versatility in terms of how he helps them out, plays various roles offensively. Um, just the uh, the things he's added to uh, to his game, just just more proficient, sort of across the board. You know, getting his feet under him. Um, you know, the continuous improvement. Uh, it's almost like you know, as he gets, uh, as he experiences things, he doesn't forget them, and he and he factors those in, and it does show up in his play. So um, I like that he's. He's aggressive defensively. He's, um, I think he's averaging about, you know, one and a half steals per game. And just a, just a great Swiss Army knife of a player for the Thunder. Giddy with his pass, got deflected. There's the steal. Time for OKC. Giddy with his head down. Goes right to the cup. Missed it. The follow by J-Dub. And they're going to count it. What about Detroit? Let's look at, obviously, a team. Struggling a little bit here when you look at the standings, uh, but two rookies, uh, they still don't have Cade Cunningham playing here in his second year, but two rookies this season who have impressed, as I mentioned, Jaden Ivey in, in your number five spot, but Jalen Duran as well. Uh, what about the optimism the Pistons should have um, looking forward of a couple of these young players? Oh, well, I mean, you know, in terms of pieces on hand, you know, they're in a great position. I mean, we don't know how the uh, Victor Wembanyama thing might shake out. Uh, Detroit is sort of the last team that would need a you know uh, another big, but uh, you'd make you'd make it work, or you'd figure things out and uh, and clear the uh, roster space uh, for uh, Wem and Yama. But um, you know, with Ivy and Duran, they've had you know two uh, terrific rookies, full of potential. They show their flashes. Ivy obviously has played more. He's been force-fed uh, some minutes and reps because Cunningham has been out since uh, very early in the season. You know, right now, Ivy is uh, uh, hes a young guy, and he's experiencing what, what we all experienced about three years ago with the NBA because 
He's shut down by COVID right now. Yeah, he's he's in their health and safety protocols for uh, the last three games as we uh, record this. And um, assuming all is well health-wise, I mean, it's not a bad thing for a rookie to get a, a break and to watch rather than have to play. He is uh, he has made mistakes on the floor. This is an opportunity for him to uh, sort of get his feet for a for a finishing kick. Um, Jalen Duran, he was out. He had a sore ankle, and then the the real question was. What would happen to his opportunities with James Weissman coming aboard? And Weissman has moved into that starting center spot. Nimhard to the basket for Isaiah Jackson. Baby hook blocked by Weissman. Uh, he's looked very good, um, but now they have figured out a way. They've carved out some room for uh, Jalen Duran to uh, timeshare at center with Weissman. And, um, you know, he's, he's got this hunger for rebounds, including especially the uh, offensive end, I think this month. or was, He's averaging on a per 36-minute basis, he's about 20 points and uh, 18 rebounds, um, making the absolute most of his time off the bench. Rebound comes off to Jalen Duran, up for the jam. So I like him a lot, and they just have to sort it out because with Wiseman, with Duran, with uh, Isaiah Stewart, I mean, they've just got a, a log jam up front. And, um, you know, that's part of, I guess that's the next step for the Pistons. It's one thing to get these guys experienced, but now you have to start to knit them into a team. And uh, it's it's time for the Pistons to get on with that, frankly. Yeah, yeah, there were cut out for him this offseason. Uh, but still a little time left for these guys to show out this season. Um, Ash, as always, we love reading your stuff on NBA.com. And thanks so much for being here with us and spending a little time. Thank you, Sarah. You're always welcome. We will be back again on Friday. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.